I'm sorry, what's your name? Doug, Doug, just kidding, just. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for Doug, and we thank you for what he has been through and how you're about to show us the path not to walk. We ask you to help him to say the right words. Don't let him say the wrong words. In Jesus' name, amen. So this presentation started maybe about a month and a half ago, a little bit about a month and a half ago, where Prophet Leslie said, you need to do a, little, you need to do a presentation. You, you need to do a presentation. And just it's part of my training that she wanted me to do. And so she handed me a book. She showed me a video kind of. And I liked the video. But in a sense, I took the book with me. And I was sitting there looking at it. And I was like, and I just prayed about it a little bit, and the Lord took me in that direction, totally. So um, usually that is how it is. <laughs> you don't really expect to go in the direction you usually want to go. But um, this is who he is. Um, you should probably tell him the background. Um, one of the things that I am is I'm a very technical person. I'm very much into IT, and I've been told many a times that I'm smart, and that sometimes I'm too smart. So, and because of that too smartness, I'm very analytical also. And when people say, you know, we talk about worship, we talk about God, but we talk about who he is, and that when we talk about you know how we want to w truly worship the Lord you know you, you say you know uh, you, know, you got to tell him who he is and that you love him for it and many a times it came to my eyes and my heart and everything what who is he who is he and and it's just <laughs> um, it he showed me at least the basic framework of worship and understanding worship and I want to bring this to the people, to the masses, so that if you don't understand worship, if you have an analytical mind even, that this can get you the basic understanding of really true worship. And then taking that worship to the next level of understanding it, understanding in music, understanding in just everything what worship is. So This verse means so much to me. Psalms 91 means a lot to me, and you know, I, I've told Leslie uh, this, but my first pastor, and this is over 30 years ago, his ministry was built on Psalms 91. And when the Lord woke me up, he brought me here. And this ministry is based on Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We'll get to number two later. <laughs> so I call it an anatomy of worship. And the reason why I say it like this is, you know, the dictionary itself just says we want to show honor to reverence, um, you know, to regard with respect and honor and, or even devotion. And I don't know how many people actually know what honor is. And me being into the martial arts for over 30 plus years, Honor, I heard the best definition of honor a long time ago. 
which was it's something you give yourself. It's something you really give yourself. That was like the best definition because they really couldn't define it. You ask um, someone in Japan, what's Budo? Yeah, it's kind of really not something good even to talk about for about the Lord, but their comment is they really can't even define it. And for us, that's really what worship should be for us. What's worship? What, you know, when we come to the Lord, you know, we should be really. But worship is to tell God who he is and that we love him for it. So John 4, 23, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God desires our worship. We should really desire to worship him. It shouldn't be an afterthought. It shouldn't be, you know, oh, I got to go worship the Lord. We should desire to worship him from the bottom of our heart. And to wrap it up is John 14, 9. He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how he saith then, show us the Father. So who is he? We remember in Exodus when Moses was there and he says, Tell you know, Israel is gonna say, you know, who who are you? What are you gonna say? I am that I am. And you know, just tell Israel, I am. And then what did Jesus say? Really, really, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. And think of those words, because those words will come back at the end. I am is the self-existent one. And the same thing. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. So when we come to Isaiah first, who is he? This is a little interactive too, but at the same time, I want to, um, the reason why I have highlights in here for our live streamers and everyone here, uh, but also, you know, who is he? I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Colossians, for by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and indivisible. Whether they be thrones or dominations or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Who is he? He is the creator. And the Elohim, the all-powerful one, the creator. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. For by him, all things were created. So this one's a self-given, but, you know, <laughs> um, this is when Moses, uh, when Israel was um, going against the Amalekites and they were holding up the hands of Moses so that they could win. And 
God told him to build an altar, and so he built an altar, and they called it Jehovah Nisi, which is Jehovah Nisi. He is our banner. The Lord is my banner. So, in Genesis 18, 14, 18, 20, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram, of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand, and he gave him tithes of all. And then we switch over to Psalms 57, 2. I will cry unto the Lord Most High, unto God that performeth all things for me. Hebrews 7, 1. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God. Who is he? He's the Most High. Which is El Elyon, the Most High God. Psalms 18, 1 and 2. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. And the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. What is he? All of them. He is all of those. Each one is part of his name. Those are each individual names for him. Exodus 6, 6 and 7. Wherefore, say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with a great judgment. I'm going to skip to Jeremiah. Jeremiah 20, 13. Sing unto the Lord, praise ye the Lord, for he hath delivered the soul of the poor from the hand of evildoers. He is our deliverer. So you, you kind of see how it's going where in Scripture you can see him everywhere. You look at the Bible, and he's everywhere. He's li- you probably can maybe turn if you're, you can't turn many pages before, without seeing who he is in there. Deuteronomy 4.24, for the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. Deuteronomy 9.3, understand therefore this day that the Lord thy God is he which goeth over before thee as a consuming fire. And he shall destroy him. And then Hebrews 12, 29. For our God is a consuming fire. He is the consuming fire. In Revelation 15, 3 and 4. They sang the song of Moses. The servant of God. Now before I get to this one. When I started this presentation, I just kind of knew I had to do Revelation 15, 3, and 4. I, I, I knew that I had to do it because I might have gotten in trouble if I didn't do this one. <laughs> so, and they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great 
and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. How many times in, that ver in those two verses can you see worship? How many times? I could see four at the least. There's probably more, but you got great and marvelous. He's just and true. He's holy. He's the judge. Four times I could see that. Now we come back to Psalms 91. But I'm going to skip to verse 2. And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. He is our refuge. He is our fortress. So, he is everywhere in the Bible. He is everywhere, not just in the Bible. You step outside, you see the sunrise. You feel the wind. There's you, every blade of grass is unique. That is him. You, every leaf on a tree is unique. That is him. So he's everywhere. We just need to look. We need to take off the analytical because he's just there. This one he gave me a couple weeks ago and And I didn't set up the <laughs> I didn't set it up right, but that's okay. But but Jeremiah twenty eleven. But the Lord is with me as a mighty terrible one. Therefore my persecution shall stumble. And they shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed, for they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. And You'll see red now, but he is a mighty terrible one, but not against our foes. He's a, not against us, but against our foes. Against anyone that's really against us. You know, I read that and I was like, you, you look at it and you say, where's the worship? The worship is, is he's supporting us. He's supporting us. This one. Everyone might know pretty well by heart, if not, but in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He's the Word. Worship is everywhere. We just need to open our eyes and look. We need to be humble. We need to just ask us to show us and come to it. Um, when we were at the crusade, Pastor Stan was doing a presentation talking about the, um, he was talking about the prayer closet. And a couple weeks before that, I, I had already made a vow to God that I was going to come to him every night and just, just spend time with him. But my mind, my analytical mind was still saying, who is he? Who is he? And I'm, trying to break it down, trying to process it. And, you know, I knew some of the names. I knew you know, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom. I, and I know those names. We've all heard them. But that's just a beginning. I could see how Pastor Stan was getting 
emotional. You get up there and you start to talk about worship. You talk about true worship to God. And, you know, being humble, just presenting yourself as you are right to the Lord. Present myself as a sacrifice to him. Present myself to him just out of love. And and I could see how emotional he was getting. And even now, as he, the Lord's been teaching me about worship, I could see why. Because, it, you know, as you start to learn true worship, you start to get emotional. You start to, you know, it, it, you, you get really, you really emotional. And, <laughs> sorry. And it's just something, you know. Uh, if I start to even talk worship in the car, doesn't matter. I start to get emotional. It's, it means everything to me. Worship, and, and I know it means everything to the Lord for us to come to him in worship. So in just a moment, I'm going to have a song play. And if, um, if you feel that you need to, you know, this is a song that just goes through the names of God. And if you feel that you need to come to the altar to worship, please do. If you feel you want to stand or stay where you're at and worship, please do. This is just to come to him and just spend the three, about three and a half minutes with him and just worship. Just worship.
So to give everyone an example, and how did everyone like that song? <laughs> um, so this is an example of not just this page. You'll see, because there's more coming, but this is an example of the names of God. And it's a little small. I'm, I'm sorry, but, uh, but I did spread it out across multiple pages. <laughs> And, you know, this is just some of the names. And to me, it was important to have a verse to understand where it was coming from. And but still, this is even what I have here is a fraction of through the word. We got the next. A lot more. We're talking about his. He's our rock. He's the Lord of hosts. Um, there's a verse that says, I believe in, some people believe in horses, some people believe in chariots, but I believe in the Lord of hosts. He is our healer, the Lord my glory, the Lord saves. Now some of the names of the Lord Jesus. And it's not just in the New Testament. These go all the way back even, even into the Old Testament. Last but not least. All right. Oh, one more. <laughs> so it's, as you can probably see, the names of God are everywhere. They're littered through the word. And so in closing, Second Chronicles 7.14. And if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. So seeking his face is wanting to know who he is. God says, seek my face. And. Before I go to like, share, and subscribe, I do want to say one thing. Think of now all those names of God. And when he was there telling Moses, I am. I am Elion. I am El Elion. I am Elohim. I am. He is the I am of all. Every bit of it fits into it. I am. It says it all. Let me back up and and bring some uh, additional comments on this. Let me go back. Names of God. Read through them. Jehovah the Lord. Jehovah I can't Dome. say all these Jewish <laughs> names, and I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to go ahead and do the English versions. Lord of the earth. Lord creator. My strength. The sword. What's he talking about? He's talking about that morning star when it returns. Mm -hmm. The sword, my God, the Lord most high, mighty in battle, our defense, our redeemer, the sanctifier, the thing that washes us clean, the thing that protects us. He's the refuge, the shield, the fortress, the deliverer, the deliverer from the devil. 
the high tower, meaning he is the one that sees the things that are coming. I remember a uh, year, year and a half ago, I was driving to church one Sunday morning, and the Lord spoke to my heart. And he said, how fast are you going? Mm -hmm. So I looked down, checked it, and I thought, well, probably ought to slow down a little bit. So I slowed down a little bit, pulled up to the stop sign or the, the light, and I was waiting. Another car pulled up behind me, and a police officer pulled up behind him. I said, thank you, Lord. <laughs> He's our high fortress, okay? He's our deliverer. He is the one that lets us know that trouble is coming. I guess I'm supposed to tell you this example. Now, you're, you're going to think that I'm a bad driver. I'm not a bad driver, okay? But I'm not. <laughs> so I was coming out of uh, the racquetball place one Thursday evening. And there's cars going this way and cars going that way. And what I had to do is cross over, as you're familiar with it, and then you turn left to go like this. So as I pulled up and stopped, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, you're about to have an accident. I literally answered out loud. I literally said, well, if I'm about to have an accident, then I plead of blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. You know, I'd like to back up to that moment and handle it a little bit differently. And I would have sat there a long time until there was not a car in sight. But it was really busy. It's like 5.30 rush hour stuff. And I thought, okay, I, I, I see a little opening because there weren't very many openings. I see a little opening. So sure enough, I pulled out there and the cars were coming so fast and hard. The thought came to me, I'm just going to have to gun it and try to get into that. And I thought, and I remember back what him telling me, you're about to have an accident. So I said, no, it looks real bad. I'm going to sit here. So I wound up just sitting in the left turn lane, out there in the middle of traffic, waiting for a minute. Sure enough, there was a clearing and I was able to pull out safely. And I thought, you know what? He just protected me from an accident. So when he says he is a deliverer, a fortress, high tower, provider, protector, he is our everything. Mm -hmm. When I go into my prayer closet each evening. It's true. You know, every time you start talking about this, it's very emotional. <laughs> and I fall to my knees. I know, it's tough, you know, because I, it's, it's personal, it's private. You don't want to talk about these things. But the key part is they have to know how to yeah, do it. Yeah, I know, I know. So I'm only going to talk about this, not because I want to, but because... Well, and that's what I say. You make me come to worship you every night. You make me, force me to. I mean, not that he forces me to, but I think he's earned it. But you I think he's deserved to do it. it. And I think he forces me to because if I didn't, the very rocks would cry out. I think that he's earned it. He deserved it. He, mm -hmm. he, we, we have to worship him. We have to. We don't have to. But you desire. But we have to. See what I'm saying? We don't have to, but we have to. He doesn't make us, but he makes us. Mm -hmm. I, there's not English words to explain what I'm trying to say. High tower, sanctifier. 
I think that when we see all the sins he has forgiven us for, we're going to say, thank you, Lord. That's the reason we fall on our face and cast our crowns at his feet, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, mm -hmm. honor, and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created, when we see everything. Now, this next thing, we don't like this. The Lord says, smites. Oh, yeah, we want us to think that he's smiting our enemies. Well, he does that. Mm-hmm. Some of you aren't getting it. He also hits us. Because those I love, I, I chase them. So when we've reached the point in our walk where we can thank the Lord for correcting us, that's a good place. It's not a good place, but it's a good place. Somebody once said, well, I think George Bush is really a Christian. This was when he was running for his candidacy. And so I got on the radio and I said, I can tell you, I can ask one question to George Bush and I can tell you whether he's a Christian or not. And I said, here's the question. It's not, do you have Jesus in your heart? It's not, are you a Christian? Because anybody would look a sense that's running for an office in a Christian country, if you still call us that, would say yes. So but here's the question. That is, what is God doing to correct you? Because uh -huh. here's the way it works. It's like, if... You can never get rid of this first thing. If you, if you can solve that first thing he's working with you on, then here's what happens. <laughs> and yep. there's many more clicks below that. And if you can get rid of this one, guess what happens? <laughs> he's got a long list. So if he's really a Christian, and by the way, if you want to know if you're really a Christian, ask yourself, what's he working with you to change? What are you working on right now? Because they overcame by the blood of the Lamb. And the word of their testimony. By the word of their testimony. And love my uh, Yeah, lives. we don't like that third thing, do we? They overcame by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto the death. That means, yes, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb. They've accepted Jesus. But what about the word of the testimony? Are you a Christian? Yeah. Well, tell me, um, when did you get saved? Well, <laughs> nine years old. Well, tell me the story. Sure. And if they can't answer that next question? Well, it was Wednesday evening. I was sitting there, and all of a sudden the curtains pulled back. I, I don't think the pastor was saying anything of real, real importance. But all of a sudden I saw, as a nine-year-old boy, I saw I was a sinner in need of a Savior. And <laughs> raised my hand. Pastor came over and talked to me that week. Sunday morning, I stood up in front of the whole congregation and professed Jesus that night I was baptized. See, I've got a testimony. Because they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of the testimony. And love not their lives. No, no, no. Let's erase that. We don't want that. <laughs> There's some times we like to take out eraser and erase words out of the Bible, but we can't. So what does that mean? I, I, I don't think it means we have to die for Jesus. I think it says we're willing to. Mm -hmm. The Lord smites. He's our banner. What does that mean, banner? Well, to finish Psalm 91, it says, And he that, because he set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. Mm -hmm. I will set him on high. Now, what does that mean? It means that he's going to take a little person 
that doesn't know him, doesn't know much about him, people don't know that person, but if they will decide that they love him, he will set them on high. Because he has known my name, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will deliver him. I will honor him with long life. Long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Banner. He's our banner. He lifts us up. Wisdom and might are his. Mm -hmm. He changes the times and seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom to the wise. He is our banner and knowledge to them that know understanding. The Lord, our judge, <laughs> and hopefully that means good. Lord, king forever, one who saves. He's our provider, our protector. Have you ever tried to outgive God? I remember I had a guy, we made a pretty large donation at Prophecy Club. And this was, I would say, before I really knew that I could trust the Lord with our money. But nevertheless, I made a pretty large donation. We won't talk about all the specifics because I don't want to lose my blessing. But all of a sudden, here comes this $20,000 donation. And I'll tell you, you know, in those days when we were getting $20 and $50 donations, you notice a $20,000 donation, right? A couple of months later, here comes another one. So I called the guy, and I wanted to say, who are you? <laughs> you know, who are you? What are you doing? So I kind of beat around the bush, talking, you know, what are you doing? Finally, I asked him, indirectly as possibly as I could, and finally he says, okay, look it. He said, I decided that I was going to outgive God. And I told him, <laughs> I don't believe him. I'm going to outgive you. And I lost. Mm -hmm. So when he says here, he's the king forever, we better know he is. And that when he says he's our judge, well, we tend to think he's our judge when we do something wrong. But he's also our judge when we do something right. Mm -hmm. And he is going to see to it that we are blessed according to our walk. Everyone is judged according to the things done in their body. Provider, Lord my glory, he's our Lord jealous. Mm. Well, I thought you're not supposed to be jealous. We're mm. supposed to be. He's jealous because he said, I'm not going to share my glory with any other God. You worship another God and you're in a heap of trouble. Uh, horn of salvation. That means he is the thing that pulls us out of the pit. He's our strength, literally. Just heard a lady talk about how he just saved her life. <laughs> our shepherd, our healer, Lord of hosts. the Lord of hosts. He's my rock. He's my fortress. He's my high tower. He's the beginning and the end. He's the everything. Each evening when I fall to my knees in my worship, in my prayer closet, I say, you're the center of my life. It is my privilege and my honor. <laughs> it's personal. I don't like talking about it, you know. I make sure Leslie's asleep. I make sure the bedroom's door's closed. It's personal. Mm -hmm. But I say... Well, I humble myself. 
I know I'm nothing. But I know I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Amen. He's our rock. He's the reason we live and breathe and have our being. He gave us the heartbeat, and by golly, he can take it away, too. Mm -hmm. Anytime he wants. Our righteousness, he's our strength. Our Savior. Our Savior. He's our advocate with the Father. Yes. The devil stands before the Father day and night, accusing the brethren. But you better know that Jesus is right there saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, not so fast. He's our advocate. Almighty, Alpha and Omega, the Amen, Apostle of our faith. Anointing, sacrifice, atoning, try again, atoning sacrifice for our sins. He washes our sins away. Mm -hmm. He's the author of life, the beginning and the end. The perfecter of our faith. The author of our faith. Beginning and the end. The faithful and true witness. Several times said, first and last. First reborn from the dead. Ah, wait a minute. First reborn from the dead, what's that talking about? Because Jesus literally was the firstborn yeah. of the dead. The first one to get that new body. Now it's not totally glorified because right now he's the prince of the kings of, excuse me, the prince of the kings of the earth, Revelation 1. But when he goes to the marriage supper of the lamb here, for those of you on uh, online, get the book. <laughs> Secret door to understand Bible prophecy. But when, when we go to the marriage supper of the lamb, this is when he changes from being the prince of the kings of the earth to become the king of kings and lord of lords. He receives many crowns of extra dipped in his own blood and a white horse. This is when he changes from lamb to lion, changes from prince of the kings of the earth to become king of kings and lord of lords. This is when he's given the morning star. This is when he is given all power four months later out here on the Feast of Trumpets. We are given white horses. We return with him along with the two sharp sickles. The angels have the sharp sickles. And so, anyway, enough of that. I've covered that many, many times. Okay, true witness. Firstborn from the dead. First one to get the new creation body, but it's not totally the new glorified body for him yet, or us. He's the firstborn of all creation, the gate. He's the door. There's probably more, too. So, how has starting your prayer closet changed your life? I think it got more serious and more when I started this presentation. It got more emotional and understanding once I truly understood and humbling and just coming to them. It, yeah, it's so you're getting closer to him. I'm getting close. Okay, during the day, are you telling that, he, are you detecting that he's guiding you, that he's closer to you as you go through your daily walk? I'm getting there. Okay. I'm getting there. Is he beginning to speak to you more often? When I say speak, I'm not talking about necessarily yeah. audible voice. That'd be nice, but I, nudges to go here and to yeah. do that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Mm -hmm. Because when we spend time with him, then he spends time with us. Mm -hmm. Because he is a rewarder of them that diligently 
seek him. Amen? Amen. Let's give him our appreciation. We can still give him appreciation. Hallelujah. You know, um, it's one of my sons in the spirit, so praise the Lord. You know, thank you, Doug, for bringing this message because I, I hope like, and pray like you do that it's going to encourage mm -hmm. everyone that's listening online and also everyone here that you're going to spend more time with the Lord. You're going to spend time with him every day. Um, you know, Daniel did it three times a day. So we need to spend more time. And here's just some tools to know that there's a lot of things that God is. We tend to think of him only one or two ways, and that's it. That's it. Um, one of the things that you said that that I want people to understand, he says, like you can, and I like what you said, you, know, you can walk outside and you can see that there'll be a, a, a leaf that's a different looking than the other leaf. And, you, can, you know, how can you not walk outside and just look at the sky or, or feel the wind or mm -hmm. look at the trees blowing or the beautiful flowers and not realize that there is a God? Um, you know, pantheism wants us to believe, or would want people to believe, not us as Christians, but pantheism would want you to believe that God is everything, and everything is God. And God is omnipresent. In other words, it means, you know, he's the creator of the universe, right? But the pantheism wants you to believe that that rock is God, therefore God is in that rock. So, such a lie. And, I, you know, I don't want people to to reverence like um, the tree or something like that, because that's not God, right? Uh, the, the leaf is not God. But it also, as Christians, we should be able to walk outside with a joy and a leap in our walk um, and, you know, have a new start every day. His mercies are new every morning. And so there's sometimes we maybe don't feel like getting out of bed. There might be sometimes we don't feel like um, praising the Lord. But I promise you, if you do and go and worship with him, and you can take a walk outside and take a deep breath, he's going to start speaking to you. He's going to start speaking to you as a bird flies by. I mean, he's going to start speaking to you. If we'll just have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, right? It's not that that bird is God, but God, he's, he's omnipresent. He's everywhere because he's the creator of the universe. And that's the difference. You know, paganism would want you to believe that that he's in everything. So therefore, everything's a God, and that means that you're a God, and you're far from it. Have to, have to. Far, so anyway, I just wanted to say thank you. I really believe that this is such an important message, and thank you, Pastor Stan, too, just, you know, coming up and sharing your heart on this, because I think we get stuck in our own little rut. We can say, you're our master, our king, our savior, our God, and... Um, when really we should be able to go on for a long time. <laughs> I, and I, I want to relate this because I told Brandon this yesterday. There's, there's times to where you're in your prayer closet. You're just sitting there starting to worship. And only one thing can come to your mind. And that, that came, you know, and that was just recently. The only thing that could really come to my mind. And I knew all this. But the only thing that came to my mind was holy. And that's all I said. All I said continually. Holy. And that's, you know, and sometimes it does that, especially, you know, especially when we were starting that prayer closet, spending that time. But before long, you know, he's, he's so much more, right? So I think um, uh, uh, if you'd like, I'll bring a, uh, a list of some, the names of God, if you'd like for you to have, especially for you in your prayer closet. Let me say something else about the prayer closet. What I have, <clears throat> what I've found helps me 
is when I have memorized those scriptures and I can quote those scriptures. In other words, like when you said holy, Mm -hmm. uh, the, 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 what the four beasts say is holy, 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 Lord God Almighty who is and was and who is to come. Mm -hmm. And that's all they say mm -hmm. for all eternity. Mm -hmm. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty who is and was and who is to come. And when the four be or when the four and twenty elders which sit upon their seats fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou in other words, those mm -hmm. so if, yeah. if nothing else, get your scripture or get your Bible and take that into your prayer closet, too. All right. Thank you, Doug. So um, let's go ahead and finish up with liking, like, share. And did well, you have your... That's okay. Um, please like, share, subscribe. And um, thank you, everyone. Welcome to Spirit Prophecy Church. For all of those that are watching online and also here in our congregation. If you ever come to visit those are watching online to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I'd love to have you. We're in Plano, Texas, just Plano, Texas. So come on and join us. You can find us online, the Spirit of Prophecy Church, and go to that website, and it'll give you the address on where to find us and the times. I'll just let you know also that our service, our church service, really begins at 9.30 a.m., so if you're not here at 9.30 a.m. and choose to come at 10.30, you've really missed half of your service. So make sure that you try to get here by 9.30. There's so much from the Word of God, so many great teachers. And again, if you're, if you're not getting here till 10.30, then you're missing half of the service. So just wanted to kind of put that in perspective for you because I encourage you to come by then. I uh, just want to give you a few announcements here. Uh, for Bible study where you are, not having Bible study till September the 10th, Friday, September the 10th. Um, also, uh, we do live streams, so please, if you know, be here by 9.15 if you can to get find your place. Um, also, we said last week some happy birthdays uh, to those that have August birthdays, but we do have uh, Prophet Sunhi, her birthday is on August the 12th, and then Pastor Stans is on the 24th, and yours is on the 24th, too. Um, <laughs> you're important too. I didn't mean that to be rude. I really did not. And mine's February 3rd. Just remember that one. <laughs> Y'all got that? February 3rd. Good. And I like presents. Sparkly presents. That's right. <laughs> um, encourage you to still continue to donate and give for Cambodia one of our missions uh, outreach that we want to be a part of. And if you have um, old cell phones, but still would work if you plug them in, uh, laptops, iPads, all that other kind of, any kind of electronic stuff, right? Any kind of, any kind of electronics would work. Uh, you can, if you need to mail those in, you can mail them to Spirit of Prophecy Church, 1719 Angel Parkway, number 222. Yeah, that was God. Number 222, uh, Allen, Texas, 75002. And then also you can donate and put specifically that it's for, also for Cambodia, and also for the church. When you bring your tithes and offerings up here later on, I encourage you to give for that. Um, 
we had movie night. I think I talked about that last week. It was it was fun, and we ended up doing it here at the church. Now, the next thing that I want to encourage you is to go to uh, Prophecy Club or to WatchmansTrumpet.com and sign up for the September Solemn Assembly. That's the 48 hours of fasting and praying that we're going to have here in Richardson. In Richardson, so it'll be at the Hyatt in Richardson. I encourage you to come. It's we ask for a donation of $25 for everybody to come. Uh, we that's not going to cover expenses. I hope you understand that. But we also encourage you that if you live outside the area or even those that are part of our group here, to you know get a room at the Hyatt. That will that will help tremendously. And that is September 6th, 7th, and 8th. 6th, 7th, and 8th. We are needing volunteers, especially during the night time. Uh, so if you are if you want to be a, considered a volunteer and you're coming, and you, let's say you've been to one last year, then I just encourage you to go to spiritprophecy.com. <laughs> I always mess it up. I don't know why. Because our church is called Spirit of Prophecy Church. <laughs> spiritofprophecychurch.com. And just go to our website and just say, I'd like to be a volunteer and that you're coming because we could really use your assistance. Again, it's September 6th, 7th, and 8th, and it's going to be held at the Hyatt. Um, would you like to come up here, Melissa? She's like, no. I'll handle this time. You can do it next week, okay? Um, so... We have uh, intercessory prayer that is going to be here at the church uh, once a month. And the first one's going to be September the, Thursday, September the 2nd. Everybody say Thursday. Thursday. September 2nd. September 2nd. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Be here. It'll not be nice and cool because she's going to come in and turn the air on. <laughs> or, you know, you can really get under the anointing and be sweating. But that's what we won't do that to you. But this is going to be on September the 2nd, Thursday, here at the church. We're going to start intercessory prayer here. We also have online prayer, too, like you can send in your prayer requests. And, and we do have um, people here at our church that have signed up. And also some of those online to be an intercessor. So if you have a need, we'd love to be praying for you. Thursday, September 2nd, 7 p.m., Spirit Prophecy Church. And this is what she says. Checkmate the devil prayer party. In other words, like, you know, in chess, checkmate. Checkmate, the devil prayer party. And all attendees will receive a chess piece to move around a map of the U.S. In it to win it. All glory to God. So we'll hand this around. If you, can, if you would like to be a part of the intercessory team, which is going to be meeting once a month. That's not too much on anybody, right? At 7 p.m. Hopefully you could do that. And that's on September 2nd. So we'll hand this around here at the church. You can sign up for that. Also, um, we'll have this be signed up too, and also on the round table back here. But this is for the fellowship sign up for donuts, cookies, scrambled eggs, cereal, whatever you'd like to bring for fellowship time, 10:15 to 10:30 here at the church. The kids love it, and the and the the, the really the the grown-ups really love the donuts, right? But I think the kids do too. So. Keep the kids coming in. We'll keep feeding them. Maybe that'll get them here even more. Awesome. Uh, all right. Well, let's stand. Let's pray. We'll get our service going this morning. Hallelujah. You love the Lord this morning? Amen. Amen. You know, um,
We had an awesome teaching this morning at 9.30 from Doug, and I, I just encourage you to go back even and watch it again online about the names of God, uh, getting into your prayer closet and be able to spend that time with the Lord and what does it really mean? What does his names really mean? So I encourage you to do that. Um, I want to lift up uh, Priscilla Waddell. She's going to have surgery. It's going to be in the office surgery, we hope, uh, for some kidney stones, and that's on August the 16th. And uh, we also have some prayer requests to some people that have, that have been, I've been told that have COVID that specifically to pray for, so we'll do that. Is there any other prayer requests? Somebody just raise your hand real quick in here. Yes, Barb. Niece Allie. Cancer, okay, what kind? Covariant cancer, doesn't matter. We just, it's, we're going to kick it out. So Allie, you said? Okay, so help me remember Allie, okay. Anybody else real quick? Yes, Lou. A chicken egg customer named what? Men? Man? Man. Okay. I was going to say M-E-N. Okay, men. Okay, M-I-N. Okay, men. So we want to pray for, he has what now? He's in the hospital, you said? Going in today. So we want to pray for men. All right, dear Heavenly Father, we just come boldly before your throne of grace and mercy. And we thank you so much that we can praise you. We can worship you. We love you today. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Let everything be done decently and in order, Lord. And Lord, you've already heard the prayer request and also those that were not spoken that have a prayer request. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus right now that you would heal these people in the name of Jesus. Do your miracle in their lives right now in Jesus' name. And I'll speak out the names and we command in the name of Jesus that that spirit of infirmity, Allie, you're healed right now. You're delivered. You're set free in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, be healed. We thank you for it, Lord. Priscilla, in the name of Jesus, we speak to you. We speak to your body. Come in, come in uh, the, the, the following of the word of God where it says that you're healed. We declare that you're healed. Your body's healed right now in Jesus' name. And we command that spirit of infirmity to get out of her body now and go in Jesus' name. Men, we command in the name of Jesus that you're healed right now in Jesus' name. Josh, you're healed in Jesus' name. Brandon, you're healed in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for a miracle that you're doing right now in Jesus' name. A miracle. We thank you, Lord, that, that we can call upon your name and the Holy Spirit comes to comfort. Comfort your people, Lord. Comfort them right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I speak to those that need a new job that are watching online. They're watching here right now in this congregation. Lord, I, I thank you for blessing your people. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to make a way where there seemed to be no way. Lord, give them increase in their income right now in Jesus' name. Increase. We call increase right now in Jesus' name. Lord, those that are traveling, we ask for traveling mercies right now in Jesus' name. And for those that are desiring so strongly to come to the September assembly, Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you provide that way. You provide the transportation. You provide the income for the hotel. You provide the income for uh, the donation for coming. For everything that they would have need of. That you would put peace in the home. That it would not cause any kind of conflict. But there would be peace in the home. Lord, we need your strong intercessors. We need your prayer warriors. Lord, there's not enough that are signing up. We need many, many more. We need to stand in unity 
and unity in Jesus' name. In one accord, we need to stand together and declare the works of the Lord to be done in this nation. Lord, I give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory, and we thank you for that thing done. And Lord, I thank you for anointing the praise and worship this morning. I thank you for anointing the tithes and offerings this morning. I thank you, Lord, for, for um, anointing for people to have a heart for the Cambodians. I also thank you, Lord, for those that would be online saying I need to be part of this membership with the Spirit of Prophecy Church. Lord, let them cry out to you and let them sign up to be that member, that they're in one accord with us, Lord. They're in common unity with us, Lord. And that you give them also the responsibility and also tell them what they should give every month. And Lord, I also ask that you just anoint Pastor Stan as he brings that message for us this, today. And Lord, we give you again praise and honor and glory. And all the church here said, yes and amen, amen, amen. Amen, hallelujah. All right. I'll Come on, let's keep our hands clapping. Hallelujah. Come on, let me hear you. Are you free? What? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Come on, louder. Hallelujah. Saying I'm free. I'm free. I am free. I'm free. Hallelujah. Jesus' name, Lord, we come and worship you. King of kings and Lord of lords. Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, Father God, you deserve the glory. Hallelujah. We are free and free indeed. Come on, let's put our hands together. Yes, it's true, Lord. 
It is for freedom, you set us free. Come on, let me hear One, two, three, I'm free. Oh, in your freedom walk in your liberty come on time to get those feet moving now we will walk in your freedom walk in your liberty come on now it's time to dance we will dance in your freedom dance in your liberty we will dance in your freedom dance in your liberty <laughs> Here we go, Cena. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Come on, I know we can get louder than that. Nice and loud. Here we go. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. <laughs> Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. One more time, yell it out. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is Sing, it is for freedom. It is for freedom you set us free. Yes, it's true, Lord. It is for freedom you set us free. One, two, three, I'm free. Come on, let me see those hands nice and high. Are you free? Walk in your freedom, walk in your liberty. We will walk in your freedom, walk in your liberty. All right, time to dance. So we will dance in your freedom, dance in your liberty. We will dance in your freedom, dance in your liberty. Come on, let me hear you singing, I'm free. Cause I'm free. Here, moving in our midst, 
Darkness, 
you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you work. Come on, you never stop. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Come on, let that passion drink from deep down within you. Drive out. Let your passion drive your worship. You're working. We're never gonna stop. You never stop. You never stop. Come on, proclaim it right now, even though. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Yes, you are. Father. Come on, church. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, God, that is who you are. That's who he is. That is who you are.
That is what I love. 
Stand up and just kind of stand beside me, please. Hallelujah. Put your hand on me somewhere. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Just turn the music down a little bit more. Okay. Hallelujah. I'm telling you right now, this is a rebuke for the church. So right now, if you want to just... Turn it off, turn it off, because if you don't want to hear it, that's okay. But I'm going to speak to the church. I'm going to speak to the body of Christ. I'm going to speak to America right now. This is because of the church we're in this state. It's because of the church things are not going what do we think are our way. I saw in the spirit realm, I saw like confetti coming like from the heavens. Confetti just falling down everywhere, all over the place. Confetti coming down. And people were looking up and they're just praising God. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And I'm speaking to you false prophets right now in the name of Jesus. And I'm saying right now, you shut your mouth. You're speaking things of your will. You're speaking things that you think people want to hear. Even the negative things. And I'm telling you to stop it right now in the name of Jesus.
Unless you truly hear the audible voice of God, unless you truly have a vision from the Lord, not just a dream, unless an angel appears before you, quit speaking these lies. The enemy is causing an ambushment to come in. He's causing an ambushment to come in. But it's not because of the enemy. It's because of you and you and you and you. You're speaking things that you think that your will wants to hear. You're praying to God for your will. You're not praying for the will of the Lord. Who made God, who made Trump your God? 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 You're speaking things and dreaming things and saying things because you want it to be your will. That's a man. That is not God. You have put him up. You have put him higher than the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you that the enemies come in to put an ambushment. These lying prophets out there, so-called prophets with pink hair, purple hair, whatever hair. No hair. Hats. Whatever you may have. You're lying to the people. And you're speaking things presumptuously. And these sins will come back on you. For speaking things. Just as saying like there's going to be things in the water. Well, we've known that for a long time. There's things that are going to happen with the fowls of the air. Well, we've known that for a long time. They're speaking things that there's going to be tsunamis and earthquakes. We've known that for a long time. How much more warning do we have to have, people? How much more warning do we have to have? God is saying, get on your face. Get on your face and pray and cry out to me. Repent for this earth. Repent for this nation. Repent for this land. That's what the church needs to hear is to repent. It's not about some tsunami coming or earthquake coming. It's not about them doing something to your water system. It's about calling the church to get on their face before God. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get your attention, church. He says the ambushment is because you, my children... You're causing the ambush, ambushments. You are causing the confusion. There's so many voices. So many voices now because of the internet. And people are tuning in to hear and hear and hear and hear all over the place. And God says, shut your mouth, you lying prophets, right now. Shut your mouth. Shut them. God will not answer those prayers because you're lying to the people. You're getting them stirred up. You're getting them stirred up. And people are praying their own will be done. Not your will be done. It's time, church, to cry out to God and say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for praying my will. Forgive me, Lord, for causing confusion. The enemy's not causing confusion in your camp. We, your children, are causing confusion in your camp. I speak to those lying signs and wonders out there. You lying prophets. That's what you're doing. You're witches. You're praying witchcraft. Quit playing witchcraft. Playing and praying. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's time now that the true church, the true real prophets of God to come forth. The true ones that are going to tell the church to repent. Tell the church that are here in America to repent. Gonna call you out and say, get on your face. Spend time with me. Pray to me. 
Praise to me. Worship to me. When you do that, then you'll see the hand of God move. It won't be your will, and it won't be what you think is going to happen. There's been nothing that has said, been said. Nothing that's been said. Nothing that's been said of what's really going to happen here in America. Know this, that the revival doesn't start to the bombs land here. You think you're going to have revival? You're praying for revival? Just know this. You're causing for there to be great things that are going to distress come upon this land. You really want that? What kind of revival are you wanting? Revival in the flesh? That's what you're crying out for. It'll be the flesh, okay, but you're not going to like it. Church. Church. I've heard people say, you can't put God in a box. Well, you're putting him in a box. You're putting him in a square box saying, I want this God. I want this God. You'll praise me. I'll praise you here because this is what you did. I love this Lord. Praise the Lord. When all the while, God says, repent. All the while, call upon his name. All the while, get right with me and stop sinning. Stop your sinning. Stop your sinning. You want a true word of the Lord from a true prophet? Stop sinning and repent. That's the word of the Lord for America. And that's the word of the Lord that people don't want to hear. They'd rather hear all this other stuff that's going to happen. That the enemy has this plan and that plan and this plan and that plan. When all the while the church needs to repent before the Lord. And quit living like we're so prideful. That we're so close to God. And all the while you're missing hearing his voice. All the while you're missing him. All the while you're missing him. And all the while you're practicing witchcraft as you pray. Lord, I repent right now. I repent right now, Lord. For things that I've said that I didn't know that were wrong. And things that I, that I presumptuously said. I ask forgiveness right now in the name of Jesus. Forgive us, Jesus. Forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. I want to speak your word truthfully. I want to win, God. I don't want the enemy to win. And right now there's so much confusion. Not in the enemy's camp. There's confusion in your camp, Jesus. Don't deny it. You know there's confusion in our camp. It's not in the enemy. They are united. And we are divided. You think you should maybe think about coming to this prayer assembly? I think you should. And get united in one accord. And stand firm and say, we are locking arms. We are united. We're going to pray and cry out to God. For those of you that live in the area, maybe you can sacrifice a few hours of sleep and come up there and pray on your face. That's the true word of the Lord. That's the true word of the Lord. I'm not going to give you something presumptuously to watch for some kind of sign. God has already given us many signs. He's already given us signs. But what he's saying, I'm your God, not man. I'm who you look to, not man. 
I will tear down that man that you're so calling God. It's time you repent, church. It's time you get on your face. It's time to stop speaking presumptuously. Yes, I'm summarizing. It is time to quit speaking those lying signs and wonders and your own prayers and your own mind. It's time to repent and say, God, forgive me for speaking presumptuously because that curse comes back on you. For those of you that have spoken, there's going to be this and that or whatever. And you spoke up presumptuously, it's not going to come to the body of Christ. It's going to come to you. And so I'm speaking to you lying, you lying false prophets out there. I'm speaking to you that are just trying to get a buck in your pocket. I'm speaking to you. And I'm telling you to repent. Lord Jesus, you've humbled us today. <laughs> you have humbled us today, Lord. Lord, help us to pray your will. Give us more time, God. Forgive us, Jesus. Tarry longer. Give us more time to get united. So we have a united front and we're not in confusion. We're not hearing this news and that news and this prophetic word and that prophetic word. Lord, speak to us directly and help us to hear the true prophets of God. Not, not those that want to tickle the ears and not those that just want to come up with some kind of fear thing to think that they're hearing from the Lord when they're not. I call the church to order. I call the church to order. I call the church to order. Right now. Right now. In Jesus' name. Give the Lord praise in this place. For those of you watching online. Give praise to God. Lord, we love you so much. Sweetly, I love you, Lord. Staying in this place. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you, oh my soul, rejoice, take joy, my King. There's angels in this place. You may not see them, but I see them. Who sees them? Raise your hand. Somebody else sees those angels of the Lord in here. They're ready to go to do the battle. They're ready to go to do the battle. 
The angels ain't sending me forth. Say, send me forth. Lord, we send, we send out your angels right now to war in the heavens. Prepare ye the way of the Lord now. Prepare ye the way of the Lord before the September assembly. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just want to hug a new person you don't know. Let them know that you love them in this place. Let, you know, let them know that even with this rebuke, the Lord is here and he loves you. Hallelujah. Did you receive the word of the Lord in this church? If you receive the word of the Lord, those of you that have been watching online, you need to let us know. Because you're making a declaration. You're making a proclamation. I believe the word of the Lord. And you're saying, change me this day. Change me this day. Hallelujah. I don't know if I can. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this man of God. I thank you, Lord, that he's humbled himself before you. He's cried and he's prayed out and asked you, what do you want me to bring today? What do you want your church to hear today? So, Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that you anoint him right now. Anoint him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Lord, Tune up our ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying and help us to have understanding and remembrance of the word as we walk out today. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. By the way, that's what a real prophet sounds like. There's too many prophets going out there calling themselves prophets that are not called. They're not really prophets. They're blessed me prophets because the first role of a prophet is to correct. If you go back into the Old Testament, you see most of the words coming forth from the real prophets are corrections. Corrections to the church. It has been my experience that when a nation or an individual is doing everything correct, God does not send a prophet to say, by the way, I just want to come along and compliment you today. I just want to give you a piece of bubble gum, just let you know that you're doing real good. It's been my experience. When a prophet speaks, it's generally correction. I remember, and I've told the story several times, I remember me and Dan Bowler, Michael Boldea, Dimitri Dudeman all got in a car. We were going someplace about a 45-minute drive. Dan Bowler, pastor of a fairly large church in Missouri, said, well, tell me, does the word of the Lord have anything uh, to say to me today? And, of course, Dimitri didn't speak English. And so Michael turned to him and said, if he doesn't have anything to say to you, that's good. If he has something to say, you will hear it. I remember when I 
first got around him, I, I'd never been around a real prophet before, and I didn't understand that angels are around about them. And when someone gets in the presence of a real prophet, if there is anything wrong in their life, that prophet knows it. They know it. You can't hide anything from the Lord. When I was first around him, I thought, oh boy, I'm in the presence of a real prophet. Wow, this is really, really great. And I'd like to be able to tell you that that bliss continued for a long time. But it didn't. I can tell you many times when I was around Dimitri and I got corrections. Many times I can tell you specific examples. So I want to let you know a real prophet, their first call is to correct the church. They also protect the church. They're the ones that says, that's a wolf. Sheep, stay away from him. That's a wolf. And that's what she was really saying. I get all of these emails, which, by the way, thank you for sending me emails to ask Stan. Prophecyclub.com. Because if I say the whole thing, there's internet crawlers out there, and I get emails from China and Timbuktu, wherever out there, trying to sell me something. So it's better if I don't say it. But I thank you for sending emails to me. A real prophet is not trying to please you. A real prophet is trying to please God. They don't care if you like them. They don't care if you listen to them. A real word from the Lord doesn't say, hey, you remember I said. Matter of fact, when Leslie prophesies something, that's the last time I hear of it. If you hear it a second time, it came from moi. She doesn't repeat it because it was from the Lord. It's not her job to see that you believe it, that you remember it, that you follow it. It's your job. And I was praying before Leslie even got up there that Lord speak to her. Speak to her. And, and I asked that he would, of course, you know me, I'm always trying to know the future. So, Lord, show her the future. Well, he sort of did. But see, people don't want the real prophets. They don't want the real God. They want the God they want. Okay, so. You're going to be saying, Stan, this is the third week you've talked on Mark 4. What's going on? Well, that's what I said yesterday when I dropped to my knees and I said, Lord, what do you want to say tomorrow morning? And I heard it again. Mark 4, John 9. Let me go to chapter 10 this time. And I got a rebuke. You didn't cover everything. And you didn't make the point that I want you to make. And here's the point. Let me just tell you right up front. I believe God wants to do something special with you. Something special with the Spirit of Prophecy Church, both in person and online. I think that there's some really, really, really big changes about to come to our nation like none of us can really understand is about to hit us. We, we, we think we got it, but I don't think we got it. I think I got it, but I don't think I really got it. And he wants to bring a blessing. He wants us to understand those things that are about to hit the earth. Why? Because he wants to bring a blessing to us personally. 
He wants us to believe these things, not just know they're in the Bible. And that's what he really laid on my heart yesterday. I want you to say it again, but I want them to understand that they need to be prepared to walk in these things. Not just, it's not just a Bible study. Okay? Turn me down just to hear. I'm ringing a little bit. So I'm going to tell you a couple of stories here. And I'm going to tell you I made a mistake. First time I made a mistake, and I made a mistake because I lacked faith. So the story was this. It was probably in the ballpark of three years ago. Uh, Leslie says, you don't know how to have fun. You just, all you do is work. You just, you, you just work. That's all you do. You just set your computer. That's all you do is just work. And she's right. So when the pressure, th there's a lot of pressure, a lot of stress to what we do. Yeah. You guys probably have no idea, right? Okay. It's not exactly a positive world talking about Bible prophecy all the time. So every once in a while she says, eh, time for a break. So she arranged for us to go on a, a little quick three-day cruise because it's probably the cheapest vacation you can go on. You drive down to Galveston, jump on a boat for three days, come back, and, you know, the whole thing, like, costs us 800 bucks or, I don't know, $500. It wasn't much. So the excursion we were going to go to was a beach at, at Cancun. Now, I know some people like to go up to the, the place where they go snow skiing, and that's their vacation. Some people like to go to restaurants. Some people like to travel. Well, Leslie and I like, like beaches. Now, let me cut right to the point. So, we arrived at the beach in Cancun. They're digging the hole for the umbrella. Leslie turns to me. Uh, uh, let me pause a second. 20, 22 years ago, something like that, a long time ago, we were in a camera store, and we got these really, really good pair of binoculars. They're a Leica, L-E-I-C-A. Look it up. It's one of the best lenses in the world. And they had a clearance on them. And we got a really, really good set of binoculars. They're only about that long. They're a little bit bigger than your thumb. So, I mean, you, you know, they're, they're small, but they're really clear and they're really powerful. I mean, you can see around the world. Well, <laughs> maybe not. That's a little exaggeration. So they're putting out the umbrella. We're on the beach at Cancun. Leslie says, I'm going to go find a bathroom. I said, okay. So she's gone about 30 seconds a minute. About this time I see this boat. I mean, at a high rate of speed. Come up to the dock, which was way out in the water. I mean, you could tell it, it was an emergency. As I thought, man, that was dangerous. He comes up. And about that time I see this other guy running as fast and hard as he possibly can, carrying this uh, orange looked like a toolbox, about this wide, about like that. It's about, nah, three foot long. And he's, it looked pretty heavy. He was running as fast, as hard as he could down that long dock. And I thought, whoa, what's going on here? Something's going on here. All of the rest of the people on the beach, they didn't notice it. But it seems like my attention was called to it. So I reached down in the bag and I pulled up those binoculars, the little pair, pair of binoculars like that. But man, it's like, they can really see. So I'm watching this guy in the boat. He quickly ties up. And then all of a sudden, this woman looks like she's about 60 years old. 
is flopped up on the, the, to the pier, dead, gone. And I'm looking at this. Everybody else having a good time. They didn't even notice it. I didn't say anything. Les was gone. He jumps out of the boat, and he starts giving her chest compressions and mouth-to-mouth, -mouth, chest compressions and mouth-to-mouth. And this guy's running with the orange box all the way out there, apparently a paramedic. And it, it was a dive boat. My guess is that she had some kind of a diving accident and she had drowned. And this guy's giving her mouth to mouth and chest compressions. The other guy arrives. They, <laughs> kind of embarrassing, but I mean, they, they were working on her so hard that the top came off. I mean, so she's breastless. I think that's maybe not the right word. Topless, there you go. <laughs> Not wrong word. <laughs> and they are doing everything they can to try to save this lady's life. And this urge comes to me, go up and ask if you can pray for her. Now, <laughs> fear. I, I'm just being honest with you. Fear came to me, you know, because... <laughs> I don't even speak, I don't speak, uh, I don't speak, I speak English, I don't speak Spanish. I'm in another country. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be, so all of this, like, fear, I don't know if I'm supposed to be in the dock, I don't know if I should go to, boy, won't that look really arrogant to walk up, hey, can I pray for, you know, I'm a pastor, so all of these, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, is going through my mind. It would be nice if the prophet was beside me, but I think God arranged for her to be gone at that moment because he was showing me something, something I didn't learn, a lesson I didn't learn. So I sat there, and I prayed. You know, I sent one of those long-distance prayers. Lord, heal this lady, bring her back to life. <laughs> heal her, Lord. But in here, I knew what I was supposed to do. But, you see, that's where you are. And that's the message today. Every one of us are sitting there saying, puh, puh. you know, I mean, <laughs> who am I? I don't know if I should pray for the... Right? Right? I, I mean, really, if you're in a situation where you're in front of a dead body, somebody drowned, in the water, 40 minutes, they pull them up, they look, they're all you know, bloated and everything. <laughs> they tell you they've been in the water 40 minutes. Would you pray? See, I wouldn't have. <laughs> they're dead, yeah. Look dead to me. Dead. Mm-hmm. Somebody called an ambulance? I'm, you know, I'm just being honest with you. That's, that's where I used to be. Cannot tell you how many times I have repented before God for not going out there and praying for that lady. If I could, if I could back it up, if I could be in that position again, I would have listened. This is our message today. This is our message today. I would have listened. I don't care that I'm in another country. I don't care that they might not understand English. I don't care that I'm supposed to be out or I'm not supposed to be out on the dock. I don't care that it might look stupid. I don't care that it might look ignorant. I don't care that it might... Who, who knows? Well, I pray for her, she doesn't come back to life. Okay? All of these things are going through my head. The devil's talking to me, right? Okay? If I could back up to that... 
I can back up to that moment again. I'm so sorry. aside I would lay the embarrassment aside I would, I would just go do what I know I should have done I should have walked I can't tell you how many times I've laid awake at night so many times my prayer calls I've repented I didn't go down I know I know now I know now if I'd have gone down that pier I don't even think I'd have had to lay hands on the lady, but I would have. But I'd have gone down that pier, and I'd have prayed for the lady. It's not my job to see what what happens to prayer. It's not my job. My job, if I'm a believer, my job, if I'm walking with Christ, is to walk like Christ. What would Jesus have done? That's what he would have done. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. So now about three months later, I've told you this story. I don't think I told you the other one. Uh, just a minute. He says, don't throw your... (laughs) (laughs) Got to do it right. Right? Got to do it right. So three months later, Thursday night, hey man, and I'm going to, his name was not Joe, but I'm going to call him Joe. Hey, did you hear that Joe had to have uh, like four stents put in his heart? No, really? Yeah, what happened? So I walked down to uh, to Joe and I said, uh, he, he's playing, get ready to play ball. I said, so man, what happened? He said, well, he says, uh, you know, I like got dizzy and he said, I'd walking out of the car and I didn't know what was going on. So I drove over to my son-in-law. He's a, uh, an EMT at a fire station. He said, he hooked me up on his thing and they said, you need to go to doctor. And he said, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll see a doctor next week. He said, no, we're going to drive you to the emergency room now. He said, 45 minutes later, I had four stents in my heart. I said, then what are you doing here playing racquetball on a Thursday night? He said, well, the doctor did tell me I should wait about six weeks. I said, then what are you doing here? Well, I'm just going to hit the ball around a little bit. So I went in over here. He went into the next court. And I come out from playing. He's playing, man. He's playing. He played several, a full evening that evening. This is Thursday. So Monday night, I had my racquetball lesson with number five in the world. It's not that I'm good. It's that I'm bad because I got tired of getting beat constantly. And I thought, I got to do something about this. We got to bring me from the really low level up to the acceptable level. Monday night. I'm in there taking ragball lesson. My instructor says, uh, 
man, there's something going on out here. So I walked out. <clears throat> this guy, Joe, was laying on his back. His feet were about this far off of the ground. He was having some kind of a spasm. And his hands were back like this. And, and I've heard that your brain is in like a vacuum. Okay, I'm looking over here at a, a nurse. And that if something breaks that vacuum, your, your, your eyes will pop out. And if you're hit, your eyes can even like pop out on your cheeks. Okay, so we've got a high-level RN over here confirming what I'm saying. His eyes were like popping out. You know, they weren't out of the socket yet, but and his face was purple. Mm -hmm. His tongue was like four times bigger. It was purple, sticking like that out of his mouth. And he was just shaking. I looked at this. I said, somebody call 911. They're on the way. So I said, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, who knows what to do? And I'm thinking, you know, I know Bible prophecy. <laughs> what God is saying to us this morning is, get ready. No more theory stuff. No more reading the Bible in a Bible study. I mean, don't get me wrong, we need to read the Bible. But it's, it's time to start putting it to practice. Okay? Are we ready to really lay hands on somebody? Doesn't matter if they've been in the water 40 minutes. Jesus doesn't care. Right? Right? Do we have the faith level to walk down that dock that I didn't have that day? So, about that time a guy comes up, he says, uh, I think he said it. I, I used to be an EMT or something. Anyway, he started giving the guy chest compressions. I thought, I don't know what to do. You know, I mean, it was a sixth grade when I saw that movie about what to do when somebody's having a heart attack. Well, I don't know what to do. So he's giving him chest compressions. I thought, all right, well, <laughs> ain't no air going in and out with that tongue sticking there blocking the mouth. So I, I'm, I'm sorry, we've got an Ari in here. She'd probably know what to do just like that, but See, what I'm saying is I was in the flesh level. I wasn't in the spirit level. What God is saying, Spirit of Prophecy Church, get ready for the spirit level. He's saying there's a time to walk the dock. There's a time to lay hands on. Don't try to be Mr. EMT. But I was being Mr. EMT because I wasn't being Mr. Walking in the Spirit like I was supposed to be. What I'm saying is I'm, I'm, don't make the mistakes I made. I didn't realize the tongue was so big until I started putting my finger down the guy's throat. Is like, you see, I just wanted to go, you know, and open up the air passage and then he could breathe. Not, no, it, it, I had to go. It's like, I can't believe it. That's a big tongue, you know. I had to put my finger way down there. And it was like a mousetrap. Open up. And, but he still wasn't breathing. Just, it was. Just very, just enough air moving from the chest compressions. He wasn't breathing. We could felt, we felt no heartbeat at all. Where's the ambulance? They're on the way. <laughs> Did they stop by McDonald's on the way? Tell them to get here. They're on the way, you know. This guy wears, I'm holding the air passages open. The guy, big muscle guy, I might add, he wears out from giving chest compressions. 
Now, everybody said this is only like 8 to 10 minutes. Seemed like 20 minutes to me, though. He wears out another woman. She starts giving him chest compressions. She says later that she was a nurse. So he had an EMT guy and the nurse. She wears out. Then the, the muscle guy, he starts giving chest compressions again. Finally, he just stops and stands up and nobody else was pounding on him. And I thought, but if you ain't pounding on him, you ain't no air going in. So I pulled my finger out of his mouth. And by now, there's probably 20 people standing around him. I'm still the only one on my knees because I just pulled my finger out of his mouth. I said, all right, I know he's a Christian. I know he would want me to pray for him. So just, I didn't even look up. I just real quiet, and I just said, Lord, bring him back in and I was going to say name. I didn't get the word name out. I said, in Jesus' name. All of a sudden, <gasps> all of a sudden his eyes start blinking. He starts breathing. He, I, I felt him. He, I said, he's got pulse. He's got pulse. He's breathing. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. It wasn't the word name. It was the word Jesus Amen. that brought him back. Now, the message God wants me to bring to you, if we can get to the PowerPoint, <clears throat> is it's no more enough to just know the words are written in the Bible someplace out there. He's saying it is time for us to be ready to go down that dog. Even if her top is off, even if we don't speak Spanish, even if we have no place in doing that or no place in being there, it's time to go down and say, can I pray for her? Even if they don't understand. Even if we can't lay hands on them. Now, why? <clears throat> I think, based upon the prophecies, we are really, really close to the prophecy given to Dimitri Dudeman coming to pass. 1984, the angel came to him, get beside me. Took and showed him California, Las Vegas, New York, and Florida. He said, do you see what I've shown you? He says, all of this is Sodom and Gomorrah, and one day it will burn. He said, how? America is so powerful. He said, the fall of America will start with an internal revolution, started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries will attack and defeat America in one day, in one hour, so great riches will come to naught. <clears throat> That's 1984. Then in 2004, Angel Gabriel came to Terry Bennett and he said, what's going to happen is an internal coup. He said, the military will come in and take over the government he said, you'd call it a coup, but it's actually in an effort to help America. Then this year, another fellow by the name of Jack Regney said he saw in a dream that there were going to be tanks rolling down Pennsylvania Avenue, roll up to the Supreme Court, the Capitol, and the White House. Troops would go in, disarm the guards, the FBI, the, uh, the CIA, and all of the, all of the, 
disarm all the people and march them outside and go in and take whatever documents or whatever they want. That's an internal revolution. Now, if you look up the word internal revolution, it is not, say, I was thinking it was just riots in the street or something like that. It is an overthrow of the government by the people. Now, <clears throat> November the 3rd, there was an election of 2020. There are a lot of people that say that there's some bad people that cheated. And we believe that that is going to be started by the communists. So what we're looking at is an internal revolution, literally the military going in and taking over the Supreme Court, the Capitol, and the White House. A literal coup. Now, why is that important? Why does God want me to bring you this this morning? So I get emails. I get emails from all over. People send me information about things that are coming. The government is, is doing a test, they've announced it, August the 11th of the emergency broadcasting system. Remember, that's this is only a test of the emergency broadcast system. If this was, you would have been turned to uh, another channel and blah, 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 all that. And it had a specific sound on there. They're supposed to be doing another test of that August the 11th. Today is August the 8th. As in, is that Wednesday? Okay, Wednesday? Okay. Then, Mike Lindell of MyPillow <clears throat> is having a cyber symposium August 10, 11, and 12. Now, what is that? Well, I don't know what a cyber symposium is, but he had a little 30-second commercial. Basically, he says that we're having a cyber symposium. He wanted to run it on several networks out there. One among them was Fox News. Fox News refused to run it. And it was not saying anything about Trump, anything bad, just simply saying, we're having a cyber symposium. What's so bad about that? What's so wrong with that? Well, apparently, it's really, really big because Fox News refused to run it. So it was so important to Mike. This is important. So important to Mike Lindell, he canceled all future advertising with Fox News. Last year, he spent $50 million with them. So far this year, he spent $19 million with them. That's big. When they won't run a commercial, I saw the commercial. I didn't see anything really bad about it. But they wouldn't run it. Why? Because something big is in the air. Something big is about to happen probably this week. And what I'm supposed to tell you is, <clears throat> we all need to be ready to believe in that name and to take that name and that power because there's a high probability here in short order, I'm not setting a date, here in short order, there's about to be a need to use the name. In other words, it's not, it's not just ink on paper anymore. Like, one movie said, this is not practice anymore. We might actually be using the name. So anyway, continue with what we see here. <clears throat> I did have some scriptures. <laughs> so, 
let's say the emergency broadcast signal is only a test. But is it only a test? Or are they then going to come back with another one that might say that there's a military coup in progress and that the military has now taken over control of America? Or in some kind of words like that. Then, another person, I've had like three people <clears throat> that sent me dreams, and this is all like in the last 30 days. The Bible says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. The Bible also says that in the last days, your old men will dream dreams, young men will see visions, and I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. In the past, the ones that are supposed to hear God are the bona fide prophets. And of course, as the prophet said here this morning, there's a whole bunch of wannabes out there, knuckleheads, weirdos, wackos, that are trying to get attention by prophesying things that tickle our ear, things we want to hear. <clears throat> but what I've got is a new pastor that's just recently started a church. Another one is a housewife. Another one is just another guy out there. But see, that's what's beginning to happen. Just another guy out there. God is beginning. But they all say the same thing. And what do they say? One of them said, well, I saw that there was troops that rolled into Washington, D.C. and basically took over the United States government. He said, now I was thinking that there was going to be burning, looting, and names written on the walls and a bunch of riots as a result of that. He said, but instead, there was, like she said, confetti in her pocket. There, there was rejoicing in the streets. They were dancing and singing and singing hymns, and they were singing... Uh, 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 what do you call them, uh, patriotic songs in the streets, people rejoicing. He said, then all of a sudden I saw that there was a suitcase nuke. Now, what's a suitcase nuke? Well, it's, it's about one-fourth what hit Nagasaki or Hiroshima. It turns about a 10-city block into ashes. Still sends up the telephone pole with a mushroom on top, and it doesn't do, if one were to hit downtown Dallas, it wouldn't destroy all of Dallas, but depends on what direction that wind was blowing, where that radiation goes. But in effect, it has destroyed the city. Well, it didn't destroy the whole city, in effect, it destroyed the city. And one of the pastors said he had another dream. He saw one hit Lubbock, one hit Fort Worth, and one hit Dallas, and he lives in Kentucky. He's never even been to Texas. <clears throat> they don't know each other. Yet, they're getting the same things in dreams, and they send them to me. Why? Because most people don't even believe in dreams. They certainly don't believe in God. They don't believe God speaks to people in dreams. But people at the prophet, Prophecy Club believe that there still is God in heaven, still quite capable of speaking to us, if we are willing to listen. And our group is one that is willing to listen, because the Bible says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. Period. He didn't say, I only speak to my prophets. Of course, at this point, we'd be happy if he was only speaking to the prophets. But there's a lot of wannabe prophets out there that think that they're hearing that aren't hearing. But anyway, my point is, <clears throat> I do not know that anything is going to happen in August. Let me say it again. I do not know that anything is going to ha happen in August or even this year. I do not know. He has not spoken to me a thing. But... What I think he's trying to get to me to tell you three times in a row now here 
It's no longer just ink on paper. This is no longer just research. Uh, we're about to be put to sea. It's about time that we start rowing the boat. It's about time that we start willing to lay hands and say, Lord, bring them back. If you think about it, if you think about it, there shouldn't have been a church in the land that shut down over COVID. He's given us all power over serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. Yeah, except, except uh, the V. I better not say the word again. It'll take me off. The V. Well, what he's saying is this church is one of the rare churches that has enough information, that has enough faith, that has enough gravel in their gut and steel in their backbone to stand up and lay hands on the sick so that they will recover. To prophesy the word of the Lord. What he's saying is stand, don't continue to sit and enjoy the beach. Get up and go down that dock and lay hands on that 60-year-old woman that ought to be alive today because you didn't do it. You didn't do it. Are we ready? Okay, now for the PowerPoint, I've got two minutes. Okay, you got it? <laughs> Leslie was just saying to me, oh, I just hate it when somebody fast forwards it. <laughs> but that's the message. Now let me back up and make a couple of points. <clears throat> Let's go to John 9. I've got just, no, no, not 10. Well, we did cover this a couple of weeks ago, so I guess I'll start in John 10. When he, anytime it says, verily, verily, the Bible is saying what? It plays twice, right? I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door unto the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. And he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth unto his sheep, by my name, by name, and leadeth them out. We are his sheep. He's calling us to be prepared. Maybe nothing happens. But maybe it does. So what happens, the tanks really roll into Washington sometime here in the near future. I don't know that it's this month. Are we ready? If suitcase, what did she just say? The prophet just said, you want the revival, but to get the revival, you're going to have to get the bomb. What do you say to me? August 8, 2015, as the judgment hits, so are my miracles. One person saw as the tanks roll in, and once the cabal sees that they're kicked out and they're taken over, then they set off the suitcase nukes. Are we ready to minister? See, in other words... The practice is over. Get ready. It may happen this next week. He putteth forth his own sheep, and he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, and they know his voice. And a stranger they will not follow, but he will flee from him. But will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. <clears throat> this parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things which were spake unto them. Then Jesus said to them again, Verily, verily, there is a verily, verily again. I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. 
All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he should be saved and go in and out and find pasture. I can preach on it a lot more, but there's several points I want to get to and make. The thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. I am come that you might have life and that you may have it more abundantly. That is one of the major points. He's saying, Spirit of Prophecy Church, be ready to lay hands on. It may start this week. I don't know. I don't know. Like she said, I don't know exactly what's coming. I don't think the point, trying to figure out what's coming, I think the point is for whatever comes, are we ready? Is this theory? Are we just playing church? Are we really ready to lay hands on the sick? Right? We just playing church? The thief coming out for to steal, kill, and destroy. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he is a hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I'm a good shepherd. I know my sheep. And I'm known of them. Meaning, if we know the Lord, He knows us. How do we know He knows us? Because we're getting corrected. If you're not getting corrected, you should be concerned. How many are not concerned? I know Him and He knows me. And if I know Him, you know Him, then... We need to be prepared this week. Okay, maybe nothing happens. But what if it does? What if, man, sometime in the next week or two or three, all of a sudden, judgment does hit? And there's a lot of fill in the blank. Are we going to say, oh, no, no. And we can say, all right, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Jesus is still on the throne. Everything's going to be okay. Come here and let me pray for you. Right? Are we ready? No man taketh... Oh, here. Therefore, doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life. I lay down my life, and that I might take it again. No man take it from me, but I lay down myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. <coughs> That's one of the major points. He wants us to be prepared to do the ultimate. <coughs> the ultimate would be someone come back from life. I saw the name. I saw the power in the name of Jesus. I assure you, I didn't feel any power going out of my body. I didn't feel nothing happen to me at all. I simply said the name. That's all I did. I said the name, and that man came back to life. Two days later, when I visited him in the hospital, I said, do you know what happened? He said, not exactly. He said, I was standing there, I got a little dizzy, thought I might ought to sit down. The next thing I know is they're wanting to know how to call my wife. <coughs> the EMTs were there. I said, did you have anybody tell you what happened? He said, no. I said, would you like to know what happened? He said, I knew I died. I said, what happened? What happened? Did you see anything? Did you see Jesus? He said, not a thing. Not a thing. 
<coughs> but I'm telling you, Spirit of God is saying to the Spirit of Prophecy Church in the room and online, get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready, my brothers and sisters, get ready. Get ready to walk the pier and lay hands on, even if you don't speak Spanish. Get ready, get ready, get ready to walk in the spirit and the power of Jesus because we do know him and we walk with him, right? That's what he say. Why did, why did he, look, why did he tell me to bring this to you? Because there's a message here for us. And that message is, I lay, my, <coughs> I lay down myself. I have power to lay my life down. I have power to take it back again. Jesus can bring us back. Stay tuned. Maybe he'll have me bring that another time. Last week we prayed to receive the anointing for service. If you want me to pray for you, we're going to have the same four people up here praying for people that didn't already have it. No sense in double dipping. <coughs> At the end, if you want to receive that, <coughs> excuse me, come up here and we'll pray for you. And in closing, I think that the solemn September assembly September 6 to 8 is going to be full. Now, yes, we only have about 75 people registered right now, but I think that with what is going to happen between now and September 6, we'll fill up the room. And that's been laid on my heart since we started it. I think that America, if we're going to continue as a nation, and that is on the chopping block, we don't... God, we, see, Israel has a guarantee. America doesn't have a guarantee. America can go away. Israel will never go away. They have a guarantee. We don't have a guarantee. If we don't fast and pray, we could lose our nation. So I recommend that a person comes to the, 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 the well, it's called Solemn September Assembly. Go to watchmanstrumpet.com, get signed up. <clears throat> If you're not a ministry member of the Spirit of Prophecy Church Prophecy Club, go to the website, Prophecy Club or Spirit of Prophecy Church, and become a member. Also, if you want to live, no, 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 no. I'm only kidding. Click like, share, and subscribe. But you better do it, right? There's scriptures. Let me go. I'm going to just put the scriptures up here. <clears throat> but this morning, I want to put it real simple. I saw another angel flying through the midst of heaven. He cried with a loud voice. He had the everlasting gospel. He cried with a loud voice to all the, every people, nation, language, and tongue and, and tongue, and said, Fear God and give glory unto him, for the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him that made heavens and the earth and the seas and the fountains of water. It's as simple as that to get saved. Worship God. And his name is Jesus. Ask Jesus to come into your hearts. The truth is, the other ones that call themselves gods are not gods. 
Jesus is the God. Ask him to come into your heart and be your Lord and Savior. <clears throat> can you lead me in a prayer? Well, yes, I can. Will you pray it, though? If you're online watching, will you pray it? Takes less than 60 seconds. Let's say it together. Dear Heavenly Father, I admit I'm a sinner. <clears throat> I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that Jesus is the Christ. The Son of the living God <clears throat> died on the cross, arose three days later. I receive his blood to wash my sins away, to write my name in the book of life, to keep me holy, and to save me in the day of trouble. In Jesus' name, amen. Anyone in here just prayed that prayer for the very first time? Can I see your hand? Well, we need to get more people coming in. And if you just prayed that prayer for the very first time and you're online, send us an email saying you just prayed it for the very first time. <clears throat> Lord, thank you for the word. Help us all to be ready. All of these years, reading and studying the Bible and coming to church and praising you really is coming down to the days when we'll actually put it to practice. And this is what you're saying to us today. Don't just study it anymore. Be prepared to use it. Be prepared to actually walk in it. Help us to walk in it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you have prayer requests, come on up. Be happy to pray for you. If you want me to, and I'm going to ask for the other ministers to come up. We're going to pray that you receive the anointing for service. If you want that anointing, it's an extra gift. This is what he told me last week. It's an extra gift that you do not have now. If you want that gift to be able to walk in, walk like Jesus walked, and to minister in that day of trouble, come on up and be happy to pray for you. Also, if you're uh, here in the congregation and you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, then you can bring that up as well. If you're online, you can go to the bottom and click on that link down there, and you can give online too. And you should give online. Doesn't make any difference whether you're online or here in the church. We're all supposed to give to God. And we don't give to the church. We give to God. 